Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I know it's a lunch hour, but we wanted to uh, to bring this thing to a whole uh, whole different level here downtown. And, and it, yeah, I know it's a lunch hour. I know, I know you're supposed to have time off, but you, I'm in the office. I got to leave. Can you come back and look after the... Yeah, all right. Thank you. can take a late lunch. Okay, bye. Man, people just can't handle change sometimes. Have you ever noticed that? Are you good with change? Well, we are. Uh, so this is a one-time only lunchtime show of the 411 here in downtown St. Catharines on St. Paul Street. But we're, uh, of course, all over Niagara. We partner with Nick at uh, Niagara 411. This is the 411, fueled by Gale's Gas Bars, powered by WeStream Niagara, and hosted by Fiddler's uh, Poor House. You know, people have been walking by my office here all morning. I've been working in here all morning, getting ready for the show. And uh, people walking by, looking at me like, uh, "What do you? Do? It's it's fall. What do you what do you wear in the summer togs for?" And I figured, well, hey, it's about 24, 25 degrees. I'm going to be sitting in the window. It's warm. It's I refuse to give up summer. All right. So this is uh, I, I went and uh, uh, scrambled around for the the uh, latest Hawaiian shirt. So uh, here we are. We got a lot coming up today in the 411. Stay with us and uh, join us. We'll tell you how you can do that. Come on in. Okay, so you may notice that uh, Fiddler's Poor House is not yet open. They will be open at three o'clock this afternoon, though, if you're wondering about their hours. I thought they might be able to feed us lunch or something, but that's not gonna happen. We'll have to hang around till three. But uh, thanks to Dave Muparian and his uh, staff for having us in here at, uh, at Fiddler's Poor House. Uh, Kevin Jack of WeStream has to get me all wired up for sound here, literally. And uh, then we'll. What a beautiful, beautiful day, and it is summertime. If you wanna, if you wanna dress in your Hawaiian shirts and shorts and sandals and flip flops, you just go. Thank you, Kevin. You just go for it because you know what? I think we need to expand the rules of human behavior. You wanna wear white after? I can take this off now. I am, I am seated, and I just pulled the thing out of my ear again. Do you notice these things with the masks? It's always like, how the heck do you get them off without, without ripping your face off and uh, glasses and uh, earbuds and things. Anyway, human behavior, I believe we need to be able to uh, not necessarily stick to the same old rules. For example, you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day. Well, who made that up? Uh, I'm not supposed to wear a Hawaiian shirt uh, on, a, on the third day of autumn. Well, I don't think that should be a rule. It feels, uh, it feels like summer to me. I'm sitting in an open air window here, beautiful spot at Fiddler's Poor House, and it's, uh, it, it's doggone hot. And uh, so I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to the shorts and the Hawaiian shirts as long as I can. All right. And uh, speaking of human behavior, uh, we are gonna sort of kick off the program with, with that theme. And uh, just in case, what do you mean, just in case? It's pretty obvious. Everybody's getting tired of uh, hearing COVID-19. If we never heard those uh, four syllables again, it would probably be too soon. But uh, it's, it's not over. Here's uh, something that happened just, uh, well, very recently, just a day ago. Niagara Region Public Health advised us that a second individual at Eastdale Secondary School, that's in Welland, by the way, in case you're not 100% sure where that is, 
a second individual at Eastdale Secondary School has been tested. Uh, the DCBN, uh, DSBN, excuse me, put a, put a notice there. You'll see just below that, that custodians have completed a deep cleaning of the entire school this weekend and uh, they're going to continue to do everything that they can to continue the the uh, covid prevention procedures all right so let's uh that can lead us into one of the things that we do here on the 411 have been doing for the last number of weeks is check in on the cases here in niagara and then we'll compare them a little bit to ontario but right now there are a number of uh, 43 is the total number of active cases here in the Niagara region. Total number of resolved cases, 896. And uh, total number of deaths, unfortunately, is 64. And uh, that's, that's where we are at this moment in time in Niagara. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that I wanted to uh, touch on here is uh, Ontario. Just to put it into perspective a little bit for, uh, for here in Niagara, and I'm uh, the reason I'm looking away here is I'm referring to a, a note that's up on the laptop. Ontario reporting a big drop in the number of new COVID-19 cases after nearly 500 infections were reported just a day before. Health officials confirmed 335 new cases today. The number is a significant decrease from the 478 cases reported yesterday, which was the highest daily total since May the 2nd when 511 cases were confirmed. As per usual, the three hot spots in Ontario are Toronto, Peel, and Ottawa, with the others uh, spread fairly evenly around. And as we showed you, 43 is the note from yesterday here in uh, the Niagara region. Uh, 43 too many, some might say, uh, but uh, we're really, really still focused on this. And of course, the announcement happened just a little while ago, Kevin, a couple days ago, that uh, Premier Ford has uh, reduced once again the numbers for gathering that are uh, permissible in the province of Ontario. He was going to make it regionally specific and did it first to Toronto, Peel and Ottawa, but then expanded it to the entire province. There is some confusion lying around that, Lee, and it only applies to, I think what they're calling, what is it, unsupervised, unofficial, almost as though if you're an organization, if you're a municipality, yes. and you have a quote-unquote organized event, you're still at the cap of 50 indoors, 100 outdoors. But yes. if it's just your backyard barbecue, you're going to the beach. Casual gatherings. Casual gatherings. So what are the new numbers, 10 and 25? 10 think, in, 25 out? I think, I, think so. that, I, think that's what it, I think that's what it is. Uh, here's some good news, Lee. I want to share this uh, with you in the audience. Is sure. The Niagara numbers. Uh, last week at this time, they were pretty grim. And uh, these, these are a little better, I think. Yeah, for, they, they were. We, had, we were up at about, I don't know, 4% or 3% or something like that. I think we had like uh, 12 daily, 14 daily over yeah. the last couple of weeks. We've seen numbers like that. And there we are. What is that? One for September the 23rd. So they're reporting yeah, one new today. New cases on the 23rd. One. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, hey, guys, not, that's not bad. Yeah, we're close, so we're just doing a live stream. You can come over there and say hi if you want. Yeah, come on, come around. No, I guess not. They're looking for a place to eat. Yeah, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, Fiddler's Poorhouse opens up. 3 o'clock today and every day. So, yeah, new cases uh, as of yesterday, one in Niagara. Growth rate 0.1%, negligible new cases on September 22nd. Look at the difference from one day, from uh, 7 on the 22nd 
to uh, one yesterday. And look at that, uh, look at the weather across the top. We were talking about uh, uh, the, the do's and don'ts of uh, fashion for autumn. Well, we hardly have an autumn forecast for you there. We're about five or six degrees above normals for this time of year. So today highs around 23, tomorrow 24, 26 Friday, 24 Saturday, 23 Sunday. That's a pretty darn nice week for, uh, for, the, for the third week in September. That's awesome, as a matter of fact. Um, I'm surprised. Like every day when yeah. I walk outside, I expect it to not be as warm as it is. Yeah. I should have gone with you with the uh, the Hawaiian shirt and the shorts and I'm the just, chapeau. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't think we need to be locked into these rules any longer. Um, and uh, the rules of uh, human befa- behavior are always changing. Take the whole COVID thing. Uh, we don't know how we're supposed to behave from from one day to the next. Do you find that you're uh, remembering to take your mask into more places than you were a couple weeks ago? How many times do you have to go back to your car now? I think I I think it happened to me once. Getting better. Uh, what's uh, what's your secret? I'm back pocket. Around the wrist, I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. You hang them from the uh, rear view. I get no my uh, my turning signal lever. Oh, that's where you put it. Yeah, that's a good spot. Yeah, I don't want them to f- like fade in the sun. No, no, I mean, it has to match, and it does. Oh. <laughs> nope, I hang. Uh, I I have a couple of, and I hang them on the uh, the turning signal lever, and then the minute I get in the car, I do this, because I know if I don't do that right away, I'm toast. I'm going to get out somewhere and and forget the mask. Has anybody invented any like bling for your masks? Oh, there's all kinds of them out there. Is there stuff like little pins that I can put on, something to decorate it up, bedazzle my mask? There has to be. I don't don't know about things that are like stick-ons right now, but they are making all kinds of bling-like. I see see, uh, ladies walking around all the time with rhinestone tops and masks to match and... You see that? Where are you shopping? Yeah. No, that happens at the winery. People get gussied up to oh, come in. Oh, yeah, that's right. You work on the winery on yeah. a weekend. So yeah. people are dressed to the nines. Yeah, they're snazzy. It's an outing. Snazzy. And that's a fine example of what you're talking about as well. Places like wineries, uh, for example, don't have to re- re- return to not serving not serving customers. But they have to stay distanced and, uh, and controlled. So in that case, those numbers that we uh, announced just a little while ago as far as public gatherings are concerned are uh, are off the table but when you go to things like uh, the beaches and i still hear uh, commercials uh, advertisements and read notices trying to can uh, remind people that the port colburn beaches that was just decided a couple of weeks ago that the port colburn beaches are for local residents like port colburn residents only and you have to take id they're checking id on uh, everybody and you can bet there will be people going to beaches this week with the kind of weather forecast that you can see uh, up in the corner uh least speaking uh, right of uh, speaking of wine and sorry to interrupt your train of thought there but, i have no uh, train of thought i'm just having <laughs> i'm just having fun sitting in the sun uh we stream the grape and wine festival is going on yes and we stream is a big part of that we've teamed up with grape and wine to bring their events virtual and on Saturday night, we did the first of Center Stage Saturdays. I wanted to ask you about that. It was great. So let me, uh, let me bring, up, bring up some of this stuff, Lee. Yeah, please do. And uh, you can take a peek at it here. And uh, so this is... Oh, here we go. And let's uh, skim through it. So here's some of the bands that we're playing. Yeah. Oh, seemed to have frozen there. I apologize for that. So I'll get, I'll, I'll get it up here in a second. But this Saturday... People can look forward to the virtual grape and wine parade, mm-hmm. which takes place Saturday morning. It's all virtual. So just uh, like and follow the uh, Grape and Wine Festival's Facebook page. Okay, now 
I have to play a typical citizen who is not uh, necessarily technically uh, minded because I, all I know is when I sit here and do this show, Kevin tells me uh, what I need to look at, uh, what I need to wear, i.e. the little microphone and the earpiece and that kind of stuff. And when it doesn't work, it's broken. That's, a, that's as much as I know. Uh, so explain to people like me, Kevin, how you do a parade virtually. I don't, I don't understand. So what they're doing is they're not really broadcasting or, or making it aware or making the public aware of where they're going to bring this parade because we can't encourage people to gather on mass. Okay. So Saturday morning it's kind of a couple of pop-up parades, and then we will be doing a live stream broadcast of just a small portion of the parade route. And, that, oh, and that's basically okay. so, it. So, so as the as as the uh, as the the floats or the people uh, or whatever file by this area. Like right. a square block or whatever. Exactly. You're, and, it, you're, okay. Yeah, and prior to that, when we're in these kind of three or four pop-up locations, we'll be going live from those locations. So there is going to be a parade. Oh, yeah. We just don't know where. You just don't know where it is. I know where it is, but I can't tell you where it is. Sworn to secrecy. Wow. I have to kill you, Lee. Wow. So this anyway, is, back to uh, what they're doing center This is stage. very clandestine. It there. is. And I'm on the inside, Lee, so there you go. Oh, yeah, look at you. So here's Double some of um, Kevin. <laughs> Center Stage Saturdays. Yes. Okay. Uh, and a lot of the concerts, they went around to a lot of the wineries. That's really cool stuff. Oh. I'm just blending in some of the music, Lee. I know you can't hear it. So there you go. They're, they went around to some of the wineries. And of course, we had bands, and it ended with uh, Jonesy. And these guys are just awesome. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're good. You know, we'll probably throw this up um, at the end of the show. Why don't we end the show at around 1.30 today with a, a full onslaught of Jonesy? All right, that's what we'll do. There go. Hey, guys, just doing hey. a live stream show. Hey, everybody wants to pop in here for lunch. We should let uh, Mook know, Dave Mook Perry, and then, hey, people want to come down here. We should serve soup and sandwiches or something here. So, um... What time? What, remind me. You probably said it already, but I forget. What, no, I uh, didn't. When, when is the parade uh, going uh, virtual? The parade will go virtual at, I believe, 1 p.m. is when we start the virtual broadcast. And Center Stage Saturdays, uh, part 2, is this Saturday night, live at uh, 6 p.m. Okay, and we don't know where that's happening either? Center Stage Saturdays happens from the Performing Arts Center. Okay. And that's a virtual concert. Then they have some pre-recorded material from out at the winery. So try and give you more of what you would experience in Montebello Park without actually going down to Montebello Park. Are you Park. going to have pretend applause and screaming and yelling and whistles and stuff? <laughs> no, but it was pretty funny because when Jonesy was playing there on Saturday night, it was myself, my business partner, Brandon, and a couple of texts from the PAC, and that's it in the building. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it was pretty cool to just sit back there um, Get your own private concert. Yeah, I got my own private concert. But it's weird for the band. Absolutely weird. Because I think they're getting uh, a little more used to it. Live performers uh, feed off audience energy. If you've ever done anything on stage, it doesn't matter whether it's a, whether it's music or whether it's a speech or it doesn't matter. Um, the more positive feedback you get. The more jazzed you get, the better the performance is. Uh, you feel the love in the room, and uh, you relax uh, a little bit more. And it's just uh, that now you've got this nice sort of kumbaya, synergistic relationship between you and the audience. Uh, and uh, this has got to be a really, really different 
a different world. You watch sporting events. One of the things that I noticed was with the uh, the NBA's got it kind of, and the NHL I think did it. They've got sort of this uh, constant uh, uh, audience noise track in the background that you might get. They probably replicated it from actual broadcasts and just dubbed it over what's going on on the screen because it actually sounds in a lot of cases like there are people in the bleachers or in the stands in the stadium watching these uh, sporting events so they've they, they're not they've done a pretty good job it's got to be weird for the players I'll tell you my so. personal opinion here the nhl has done a way better job than the nba the yeah. nhl the, the noise rises and tumbles yeah. at the appropriate times yeah. the nba seems to just be like a flat line yeah it's like white noise in the background absolutely it's it's kind of annoying and for whatever reason the balance between the announcers and the white noise doesn't seem to be blended properly it's right. almost drowning them out it's right I, I find it i find it um annoying i'll say that I uh, want to remind you once again that this is episode 15 of the 411. We're just rocking down and rolling here with this thing, fueled by Gale's Gas Bars. We thank them again for putting up with this, uh, moving the show around from time to time. Uh, we're doing a little bit of experimenting with it. We're trying to work around uh, lives of our uh, producers and uh, hosts and other people that uh, deal with this program to deal with things that are related to COVID-19, uh, to be perfectly honest. And uh, sometimes it means that we have to move the show. But uh, Gail's Gas uh, has been just absolutely spectacular with their support for this program. We thank Jessica and her crew for this. And you'll see at the bottom there, uh, they were one of the uh, first to announce that they were a living wage employer, which means that uh, incomes are set at certain levels that fall into that category of people being able to make a living wage. It was uh, highly, highly publicized and talked about a lot a number of months ago. It started last year sometime, I think, uh, if my memory serves correctly, and Gale's one of the very first Niagara companies to uh, buy into that, uh, buy into that process. So good for them. Gales.ca is a place to go to find out everything there is to know about the rewards program and other things happening here in Niagara. In conjunction with that, one of the charities they support and we support as well and have uh, through various venues over the last number of years is Project Share in Niagara Falls. And uh, we're going to be chatting with someone from Project Share. It's uh, Pam Sharp. Pam Sharp. Yeah, she's the uh, interim executive director. So Pam will be joining us around quarter after one. So yeah. about an hour from now. So we look uh, we look forward to doing that. Kevin, let's bring up this uh, strange story that came out of Jordan just uh, 24 hours or so ago. Now here's the this is the original story, right? The attempted abduction investigation in Lincoln yesterday at about 10:40 in the morning. In, uniformed officers with the NRPS attended the area of King and 19th Street. We're talking right in, right in Jordan Town, Lincoln area. That's right, like, um, if you want to call it a downtown, that's Jordan Tavern. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the intersection right there. So they received a report of an attempted abduction of a 16-year-old boy. Well, uh, it was it was originally reported that this. A 16-year-old boy was abducted. There was a, I think it was a big black USV, SUV or something found in the area when the police got there. It had a banged-up fender, and the only one on the scene was the young man. So uh, that's what we knew, and he had reported that it was an attempted abduction, and uh, 
obviously it had not been successful. Well, a couple of hours later, the story is updated. And here's where we go. Update number one. Attempted up, uh, abduction investigation in Lincoln. Okay, September 22nd. Now at 3.55, officers attended the scene, located the stolen 2004... No, sorry, Lee, just to get the timeline, I know there's a lot of moving yeah. parts here. 10.55 is when they issued the update. They up issued the update, yes. They, they arrived on the scene at 10.40 a.m. Yeah. Uh, okay, now here we go. So 12.45, investigators deemed that the area was safe. The public and schools were advised to lift their safety protocols how it actually unfolded to cut to the chase is that it is presumed that uh, this young man stole the vehicle cracked it up and then uh, reported that he had been abducted and got away so he has been charged with the alleged following fences uh, offenses we have to put that word alleged or alleged public mischief theft of a motor vehicle theft under five thousand uh, and so that's uh, how now of course, he is a, what they refer to as a minor. So how this is all going to unfold, I don't know. Remember we had a, a discussion, I don't, it might have been last week or one of the last, uh, one of the recent shows anyway, is uh, how, do you, how do you punish, not punish, how do you, how do you attempt to rehabilitate, make, the, make minors accountable for their actions? Now, I think we were talking about... Uh, docks, and it was only like these were kids, 12 years old, etc. When you get up into around 16, we're talking, uh, we're talking a kind of a different sack of hammers there, uh, because and stealing vehicles and that kind of thing that that starts to fall into a more serious category for sure. But that was probably the most excitement Jordan has seen in uh, the last little while. And here's the uh, here's the map, yeah. And again, yeah, 19th Street is the one that there you go, that's. Right there, Jordan Pizza's there, the Jordan House, right at that intersection. Uh, yeah. There's the Esso gas station right there. So that's where this all took place yesterday, 1040 in the morning. So just recap it for me, Lee. So this guy, I guess, allegedly... This, this young he, man he's, allegedly he's steals a car. Truck. Okay, and then what? Drives, I guess, bangs it up because the, the vehicle is damaged. And then, so goes, so and then panics and goes, well, well how now am I gonna, what? How am I going to get out of this? Right, okay. Uh, so uh, now this is this is our assumed uh, uh, terminology. Um, called the police, uh, reported that he had been uh, somebody tried to take him, and uh, banged up the truck, and they took off, and oh, okay. he was left behind. So that's oh okay. I, that's I'm, a story. I'm thinking that's probably yep, that makes sense. What uh, what happened? And in the meantime, no doubt, the police had uh, also received a report of a stolen vehicle. So they knew when they were on the scene that the vehicle was stolen by somebody. And sounds like there was some sort of lockdown order issued to the schools in Jordan and all those people nearby. It would have been very nerve-wracking for any of the business owners there that were open. And Yeah, they, uh, they, they put protective protocols in place yeah, for the public. right down the road and all the people right in downtown Jordan. That would be like, what? There's an armed bandit on the loose. That's what we would be led to believe. Oh, yeah, and that it was, uh, it was a re that's something that we didn't mention. They did report that it was an armed Yeah. Uh, Assailant or whatever. So, so this young man obviously told them that it was uh, he was almost abducted at gunpoint. That's I don't crazy. know. Crazy. Yeah. So anyway. So quite the uh, lie. <laughs> yeah, and 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 quite the uh, as you say, quite the traumatic happening for people in the area, schools and parents and uh, everybody. So 
Right. Crazy. Now, uh, here, Lee, while we got a bit of a, uh, a break in the show here, yeah. uh, let's bring in some of the live comments on uh, Niagara 411. So there you go. There you are there at the top of the screen. April Ann says, put the earbud in first, then mask. What's that? Well, so that when you rip your... When you rip your mask oh, off... Oh, they're talking to me. The, yeah, they're talking to you. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I couldn't do that because I had to have the mask down the street, and I don't have the earbud till I get here. So I guess I could take the... It's your office. You can do what you want. Well, that's true. I think we need some new signage on that office, though, Kevin. You're right. I'm working on it. You're, you're working on that? <laughs> I'm working on that one. All right. It's no surprise people don't know how to act anymore or what's real. It's called cognitive dissonance. Information overload. Focusing on possible feelings, not facts, keeps everyone scared and in control. Wow, that's a pretty high-level comment. Yeah, Alicia's, Alicia's got a few here, and you can tell what side of the debate she's on. Yeah, 1 in 19 million chance of death over the age of 65. Niagara's doing well still. Yes, it is. That's the equivalent to being hit by lightning 166 times, <laughs> winning a million dollars in the lottery. Uh, one and a quarter times risk so low this mandatory masks and limited gatherings is a gross overreaction while we're talking about mandated mask uh, wearing and again that's a that's a highly held opinion by a lot of people uh, in our society today so and and a lot of times as we've seen in a couple of those comments if those numbers are indeed accurate uh, then it's a valid case. With regard to the mandatory mask thing, the Niagara Regional Council met this past Thursday to vote on a, on a motion or vote on a, I guess it is a bill or amendment to extend the mandatory wearing of masks in the Niagara region in uh, public places until April the 1st, 2021. That was the crux of what they were voting on and it was passed. So regardless of what the municipalities have in place, it is going to be a bylaw that in the Niagara region, uh, in all corners of the Niagara region, it's mandatory masks in any public places where people gather. So stores etc et this is uh, interesting lee so just scouring the uh, facebook page and the communication from the region itself and uh, this is their messaging and i i find it interesting it's a good reminder for people from the niagara region reminder not everyone can wear a face covering there's no requirement for people to prove their condition or disability let's all be kind and respectful to those who can't wear a face covering that is a that is a super point you know what i'm I didn't see that post, but I'm glad you put it up because I was thinking that very thing myself. I was in a store and there was a lady who, to me, looked perfectly healthy. Now she was not young, she was 60-ish, uh, 70-ish, sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, so she was a, a senior citizen, but she was, to me, perfectly healthy. She was not wearing a mask. No one gave her a hard time. Uh, none of the patrons gave her a hard time. None of the uh, people working in the store mentioned anything to her, at least that I saw. And, and then I thought, I almost reacted. You know, I almost wanted to say something. And then I realized I can't tell whether there is something wrong with this lady uh, that, uh, or she has a condition that requires her to not wear a mask. So I kept my peace 
held my tongue and thought, you know what, chances are uh, if I open my mouth, I'm going to just stick my foot in it. So I didn't do that. And I have the same reaction when I see people park without signs in handicapped parking spaces or even with signs, more, more to the point that have signs on their windows or on their visors that they have a handicapped parking uh, notification and they pop out of the car uh, walking perfectly well uh, and, and seem just, just fine. And then I hear stories about the fact that people that have been accosted by people like me who give them grief for parking in a handicapped spot when indeed they have some respiratory illness or a heart condition or something of that nature that requires them to not expend too much energy walking across parking lots. And so I don't say anything anymore. Uh, I, just, uh, I just think, you know what, there are, we talk about diversity and we have diversity of not only races uh, and creeds and religions and, and those kinds of things, but we have diversity of uh, health conditions as well. You just don't know. So yeah, some people might be jerks but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be the one that decides whether uh, whether you're a jerk or not. I'll just, uh, I'm, I'm gonna just let it pass. I don't, I don't need the conflict, frankly. I, I have enough <laughs> conflict to deal with. I don't need it. Now, Lee, uh, Lee let me interject here. Um, this show is live right now. Yes. It is 12:30 in the afternoon on a sunny Wednesday from Fiddler's Poorhouse, St. Paul Street, downtown St. Catharines. Yes. We encourage you to come down here and say hi in person because you can do that. We, you know, just, just walk the by, sidewalk. say hi. Uh, there's another way you can join the show, though, is that you can click on the link and hop into the Zoom room, and that's the chat portion of the show. And we try and push this. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to regular people in Niagara, and uh, there's a young gentleman that's in the Zoom room right now, so I want awesome. to uh, bring him on the show with you, and uh, and you guys can uh, have a little uh, have a little chat here. So, okay, uh, Lee, uh, uh, let's find out hello. who this young fellow is. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, Lee. How's it going? It's going. It's going well. What's your name? I'm Jordan. Jordan. Okay. Do you want to yes. give us the other name, or do you, or, or the police search? Jordan James. Jordan no, James. No, not currently. <laughs> okay, Jordan James. Well, welcome to the program. Where do you live? Thank you. Thank you. I currently live in Niagara Falls. Okay. Beautiful Niagara Falls, and uh, I'm a student at uh, Niagara College as well in my third and final year. What What are you studying? I'm taking broadcasting, so media studies. Oh my. I think my yeah, class. Yes, I know one or two things about that. Yeah, uh, I think I was in the second class that ever enrolled in that course in Niagara College in 1972. Wow. 1971, 1972. You and Eric Thomas. And Eric Thomas, yeah, yeah. Oh we went goodness. To so, uh, well, congratulations on that. You're in your uh, third and final. You have to specialize in the third year, don't you? Yes, so uh, TV is my specialization, I, w I guess I would say. Well, looks like you got a face for yeah. it, unlike myself, so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> glad, to, glad to have you here. So what's going on in your life, Jordan? What's happening? Yeah, well, it's been, uh, it's been really busy, um, as everyone's been extremely busy with um, everything going on. Um, since going back to school, we're in our third week now, so I'm definitely excited to be back in school and have some kind of sense of normalcy going on there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just really excited to be on the show. I've been a fan for a while, watching you guys uh, do your thing and uh, keeping us informed. So it's um, it's great to be a part and uh, kind of 
yeah, join you guys today. Okay, okay so uh, I have to dig a little deeper here because I notice you're talking into a rather professional looking microphone <laughs> with a nice fancy uh, pop filter as we call them in the biz. Uh, yes. What, uh, I'm, I'm sure you don't use that to just chat on the phone. So oh, no. what, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, so, uh, well, like I said, when the pandemic struck, uh, all the students at Niagara College, and I'm sure everywhere, kind of was, we're kind of left not really knowing what to do. A lot of projects that we had in the, in the mix had, um, had been shut down. Uh, so I kind of turned to, um, to online to figure something out that I could do and uh, to kind of keep my skills going and to con continue to learn uh, the broadcast um, world, I guess. So mm -hmm. it kind of turned me on to YouTube and uh, starting a show with my friend where we um, kind of do some vlogging and talk about some trending topics that are going on uh, in the community um, and also just kind of keeping the mood light with some comedy and um, yeah I think it's really important um, to kind of keep things light at a time like this and um, yeah so, uh, it's, sorry Lee it's, yeah. uh, I, I just want to make sure that we can pull up some of this stuff uh, what's the name of your show how would I find it online how would I find it on Facebook I was going to ask that question but you go uh, ahead yeah <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. So it's called Different Shades. Uh, my friend Ezra and I, uh, we've been friends for a long time. We actually met on, a, uh, on the set of a short film um, as part of the Brock Fund. So, um, yeah, it's called Different Shades. You can catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Different Shades Show. Um, all the links for, for our YouTube um, are there as well. Okay, so I know Kevin's uh, searching furiously for that. So, uh, Jordan, when... Uh when March came around and uh, the whole COVID-19 thing started to change people's uh, ways of life and behavior, et cetera, where were you at that time and how did, uh, walk us through the process of what you've experienced between then and now. Yeah, so in my second year of, of school, uh, as part of our final project, we were doing a, um, a news daily show, kind of like something that you guys are doing as well. And um, we were in the midst putting on one of our fifth, I think it was our fifth episode, when um, everything, all the news came down and everything was just being shut down. All of our ENG shoots were being canceled. And um, no one really knew what was going on. We didn't really um, have any answers as to what was happening. We were just kind of told to wait. And um, I think at that time, serious pressure kind of came on us mm -hmm. to, um, to kind of keep our careers going and, and kind of stay involved in the in the whole world that we've been been so used to for the past two years so that's that was the most hardest most difficult part i think for, for me personally did you feel pressure because of the financial obligation that you had to your education and whether it was going to come to fruition whether you're going to lose money like that must have been a, a part of it oh, for somebody absolutely definitely the financial stake was um was crucial as well i i, I think for me personally the personal part of it right was was kind of getting the experience and and just being involved um in the things that i've been involved in to just kind of have that taken away um but no no fault of anyone's obviously but yeah. um it, it was tough yeah so now did, did the project get completed at all or like how did you finish it if you did yeah so with regards to that project we did turn to an online um transition i guess if you will uh Instead of five shows, we, we cut it down to one. Uh, okay. So definitely some some lost time there, but at least some of our professors were able to kind of keep the ball rolling and, and on their own time try to keep things right. going for but don't bring. So now in your stream at uh, Niagara College in Media Studies, 
are you fully back into the classroom or is it a mixture of uh, on-site and online at this point? Yeah, so it's kind of like a hybrid model. Um, seeing as, as my course specifically broadcasting is so hands-on, it's difficult to do um, almost anything without the camera or any of the gear. So it's, it's hybrid as in some of our courses are online and some of them are, are in class. I've only been on campus twice so far um, in, in this year. Uh, so hopefully um, we'll start to see a little more of an increase there. Do you miss the the human contact, the interaction with your classmates and your and your professors? I think so to an extent. Uh, also, moving online changed the world and changed the way that that we do things in media. So I, I think as well that that portion kind of kept me excited and kind of kept me um, engaging online in, in a different kind of way. Right. So yeah. it was it was. It was a cool way to adapt. Kevin, did you find uh, something of Jordan's? Uh, there we are. Yeah, I just threw up uh, <laughs> one of your videos here. And you know what? Here, take a oh. peek here. We'll take a listen here for a second. Here, Jordan, I can feed you that audio as well. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Hope it's not too embarrassing. <laughs> oh, you'll be the judge of that, not Famous us. Famous father himself. <laughs> <laughs> he, so this is, uh, what's your co-host name? Halfway dead, decided to produce $30. Ezra. Yes, we're already seeing another student at uh, Niagara College. No, so actually, he's at Ryerson in Toronto. Cool. Well, I was going to ask you about that because you would have friends that are going to post-secondary college university probably all across Ontario. Uh, what's their experience? Are they all going to schools at all online? Do they even go? Like if, if they're going to Western, do they go to London or do they just stay at home? Yeah, so... Uh, I do have friends at Brock and UFT as well. A, a lot of them have also moved to hybrid models. I know that Brock is um, is completely online. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been difficult for everyone to kind of get used to. But I think uh, universities have more of a an online model as, in comparison to the colleges, which are are kind of trying to keep the hands-on portions involved at least as much as they can. So a name like Jordan James. Uh, sounds like a pretty cool media name to me. Uh, uh, is that is that the real or is it a gnome de plume? Oh, you got me. So actually, James is my middle name. Ah, <laughs> well played. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, got, it's got more of a ring to it, I think. Then what? Ah, come on, you Gascon. Don't have to give uh, what? He got me. He got me. Gascon. Okay. Gascon. That's not bad either. Ah, good call, though. Jordan Gascon. That's not. No, I like Jordan James. That's uh. <laughs> so uh, you're specializing in television, and yes. you're doing some YouTubing, et cetera, right now. So mm. after, what what would be? Where should we look for Jordan James in the future? What's your dream job? What what can you see yourself doing and just having a blast doing it? Oh, that's an amazing question. Thank um, you. In, in, in the world of media, it's, <laughs> as you know, the world of media is so intense and so changing, right? So, like, especially now since the pandemic has hit, there have been so many different opportunities that have been created and positions that have been created. I, I think anything online, content creating, um, I like reality TV as well. Um, so maybe a little bit of anything. I mean, you could catch me anywhere. I might be like, where's Waldo? You have to watch for me. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I really appreciate you getting in touch with the the show, Jordan, because that's really what we're here for. 
the whole concept of the 411 in the very beginning is yes to talk about news of the day and and things that are of uh, general interest to people around Niagara whenever possible but the real key to this thing is being able to introduce people to themselves and to each other uh, in just this way because now all of Niagara and whoever's around the world watching for that matter but specifically here in Niagara uh, knows one more person that uh, they can feel connected to as the years and uh, and time goes by and that person is uh, Jordan James and you did that by uh, hooking up with us through the zoom room and uh, and we appreciate it so uh, but stay in touch keep us posted for once in a while uh, how things are going so we'll think of you now as a regular contributor to the show whenever things uh, whenever something strikes you you just give us a shout Oh, thank you, Lee. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks okay. so much. Okay. Uh, cool. And if we can help you in any way, let us know. Thanks again, guys. Okay, man. You as well. Thank you, Jordan. What a nice young Take man. Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's a future in there somewhere. And that's, um, once again, we talk about uh, good byproducts, bad byproducts of things from something like COVID-19. Now that young man, he might have been doing YouTube stuff anyway, but uh, had the COVID thing not happened, he would up, be up to his eyeballs in studies, he'd be in class every day, he'd be traveling back and forth, he'd be writing exams and doing projects at school, etc. So what has he done now? Entrepreneurial in fashion, he has reached out and uh, actually is learning as he goes and uh, maybe teaching the rest of us something along the way. So uh, you don't, it, it's so hard to predict how at the end of the day when we do the net value analysis of COVID and, uh, and a pandemic trip like we've been making, I would be hard pressed to think that there aren't some major positives that are gonna come out of this somewhere along the line. Uh, and it'll be expensive, but I think, uh, I think we'll look back on it and say, wow, a lot of things uh, came out of that. Plus and minus, but still. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. But yeah, a uh, nice, nice young guy. Really Good nice attitude, young man. Taking his studies seriously. So hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody hires that kid. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't doubt that uh, there will be any shortage, uh, shortage of those people hanging around. And the thing is, it's there's so well. Look at yourself and WeStream and uh, uh, and and your uh, your partner Brandon. It's like uh, necessity becomes the mother of invention. As they, another cliche, I can just throw cliches around all day long. But uh, when you find you have to do something to achieve something, then you figure out, well, what can that be? And start a live streaming company. And let's, uh, yeah, let's do that. And we did that in uh, 2015. So if people are looking for help with uh, maybe your wedding, especially now with numbers being capped, yeah. we do that. We're getting requests every day. We're doing virtual events. If you're part of an organization, a nonprofit, normally you fundraise. Uh, with in-person events and now you don't quite know how to do that get in touch with us because really anything you can dream up uh, we can do for you and we can do efficiently and to give you an idea Lee last week we did an event for uh, entrepreneurs organization the Toronto chapter right we did a virtual event for them and within two days we were asked if we could do all of their events across Canada there wow. are just so few companies that can do what we stream does and here we are right in St. Catharines, right in Niagara. We love working in Niagara. This show is a testament to how much we enjoy supporting Niagara and supporting Niagarans. So, you know, if you're from Niagara or beyond and you're watching this show and you think you need help with a virtual event, 
uh, don't hesitate. Put WeStream right at the tip of your tongue. And like Jordan, uh, if you would like to be in a position where you can talk about something you're doing that you're excited about, and we can help you out with it, help promote it. I mean, it's not just our vision to just help uh, help promote other businesses, do other business, etc. But this is a time when, uh, here's the other cliche that we've been hearing over the last number of months. I'm sorry, we're all in this together. Like, <laughs> but, but it's true. We are somehow uh, in this together. So if we can help ramp your business back up or get a new business going just let people know that you're there i mean it's nice to throw a birthday party but if you don't send out invitations it's going to be a party of one so um you have to ask people to join you and if you want to do that or if you want to pass on an opinion or an experience that you've had uh or just uh or just get something off your chest all of those things are options here at the 411 and there are a couple of ways you can do it if you are watching the feed which you obviously would be if you're listening to this you can click on the link at the bottom of the posting on uh, Facebook or wherever you're watching it Livestream Niagara or uh, Niagara 411 uh, just click on the link at the bottom and it'll tell you what to do and take you where you're supposed to go if you already have Zoom on your computer or on your phone all you have to do is dial the number uh, right there Okay, 905-411-0411. And it was quite accidental that we got that number. I thought that was uh, pretty pretty neat. pulled that together, and that's what Jordan did. So Jordan's (laughs) been watching the show for a while, clicked on and said, hey, you know what, I'm going to hop on here and uh, tell the guys I like the show, tell them a little bit about myself and what it is that I'm doing, and just give a little bit of insight into it. And it doesn't matter. uh, It doesn't matter what we're talking about. If you click in, you're the priority. Right away, we'll come to you. All right. So, Lee, this yeah. show, today at noon, and I know some people might be scratching their heads saying, didn't you just make a big announcement last week that the 411 is moving to we Thursday night at 7 o'clock? <laughs> we will be returning to Thursday at yeah. 7 o'clock when things are hopping downtown St. Catharines, when the bar here, when Fiddler's Poorhouse is rocking behind us. Yeah. We'll return there next Thursday, the following Thursday, to Thursday after that. Now, right. last week when we were doing Thursday night, there was that scary incident that morning on Prince Charles Drive in Welland. At Fitch. And yeah, we covered it extensively, yeah. and since then, there's an update via Niagara 411. Okay. Uh, and there was a video attached to this as well. It's not a very long one, but uh, it is a video, and it. Right there. Sorry, go ahead, buddy. It'll happen. Oh, you want me to get the video going? Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, and there's the guy running. Now, that's a that's that's quite a runner. Uh, a number of the comments underneath that uh, video have indicated that they think this guy's some sort of an athlete, or should be, because that's a, that's a pretty powerful run that he's got going there. And that happened. It was just so unbelievable that at 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, a woman is accosted, sexually assaulted, and they have not yet been able to trace who this fellow is. And, um, and that's, that's, about, that's the only video, I guess, that, uh, that we have of him. Something that happened, and this is nothing that Kevin and I talked about at all, uh, but it just popped into my head, so I wanted to mention it. And uh, just for no reason than to unfortunately point out some uh, human nature that is uh, below the bottom. 
uh, <laughs> a daughter of a friend of mine, I guess I could call her my friend uh, as well, owns a, owns a hair salon in downtown Thorold. Right in downtown Thorold. Uh, and pictures po popped up and a post popped up last week on Facebook to the fact that someone had uh, broken in to the place and completely trashed it, totally trashed it. For what ostensible reason, I have no idea. It's a, a very small business. They don't keep a lot of cash on hand. Uh, this person apparently stole some hair product, etc. But at the end of the day, what sort of return is this person going to get on that? And it's one thing, I suppose. If you're going to break in and steal something, okay, it happens. But to completely destroy the interior of someone's business, just, it was horrible. I don't, I don't understand the motivation. And there has been a picture posted uh, on Facebook uh, of this person, so hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll find him. There was a, there was a camera nearby that, that got a shot, so. Now, Lee, we've got somebody else that hopped into the Zoom room here. She's been a guest of the program before, and Gail Hanlon wants to Gail. hop on and, and say hello, and uh, so let's uh, welcome Gail to the program. Hi, Gail. Welcome back. Oh, I think you're muted, Gail. Gail, I think you're muted. We need okay, that's better. I, I got you. Start again. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad to be back. Um, I, it's actually for a completely different reason. Okay. So, so my um, when you were talking about local businesses, yeah. I have a big announcement to make. I am the publisher of the Coffee News. Ah, everybody knows the coffee news. Yeah, we've all seen the coffee news. And so that's, that's we, yours. Yeah, we ceased um, printing a paper version back in March, the end of March, um, and so we are resuming print. But we did do yay. a yay! The crowd goes well. <laughs> so I will be out tomorrow delivering myself so that I can connect with all the businesses and make sure that everybody's okay. And, and the one message I want to get out to people is when you go to your favorite place and you see the coffee news and you pick it up, keep it with you. Don't leave it for somebody else. We don't want multiple people touching them. Good point. So fold it in. You can fold it in three. It'll fit in your purse or your back pocket. And then you can still get all the funny stories, jokes, and trivia. Now, I, I want to say, too, that for the entire time that we weren't printing a paper version, we were still producing the coffee news every week in mm -hmm. PDF form. We have about 1,700 subscribers who really? get it in there every week. And... Uh, I've been doing a lovely uh, little coffee news live thing on Facebook and YouTube once a week okay. where I and interview a business person or two or three. So, um, yeah, that's what's how I the, met Kevin. Uh, what's, the, what's the Facebook page? It's STC for St. Catherine's yeah. Coffee. Sorry, STC. I missed the last part. STC Coffee News. All right, all right. Yep. You're looking. You're looking very sixties-ish today, oh. <laughs> uh, Gail. You've got multicolor love beads there around your neck, not purples and oranges and all this stuff. My goodness. 
I I love this time of year. It's so lovely and cool and sunny and I I just love bright colors and uh, so any chance I get to be vibrant. <laughs> well, congratulations. You've certainly brightened up this show. <laughs> So, uh, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job here, Gail, if I didn't ask you how the uh, uh, the in-home schooling projects were uh, rolling out since last we talked. Well, there's still literally hundreds of people joining the Facebook groups um, every day uh, for homeschooling and unschooling. A lot of people now interested in unschooling. Right. Um, a lot of different terminologies, right? So, um, unschooling is where people learn by doing and by natural things that occur every day. Okay. So, rather a curriculum or workbooks, unless the child likes them and wants them, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But they don't generally follow grade levels or anything like that. And there's some excellent websites where you can find out on how to go to university and college without ha ever having gone to school. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is still picking up, but there's also those people that have, um, they chose to s try to start homeschooling and it's working fabulously for them. But there are people who started trying to do it and it really isn't working for them. Like they're not being able to implement it in a way that um, calms their life and mm -hmm. their lives. So there are some people that are trying, that are returning to the in uh, in class, right. but, but there's still people that are pulling out every day because if they signed up for um, the online learning, and it's not what they expected, or it's not working for their children, then they're just doing a complete, you know, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. We're just going to do it. And, uh, and we're just trying to support those families as much as possible to help them get what they need um, and, and help their children have all the advantages that they could possibly have. Okay, Gail, give us once more um, the, uh, the main website to go to for anybody that wants the, like the starting point for anything to do with in-home learning or out-of-school learning. OntarioHomeschool.org. Awesome. Gail Handlin, thank you very much again for uh, joining us. I know you didn't call in to talk about that, but I figure if you're here, we might as well get an update. Uh, and, good, uh, and good luck with the coffee news. Glad to have it back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take uh, care. You too. Bye. Bye. Awesome. All right. So that's how it's done. Just uh, give us a click and in you come. Um, there is a story that I wanted to touch on that uh, has been receiving a lot of coverage in the various media around Niagara. And uh, I guess the headline would be Massive Homeless Camp Cleanup in St. Catharines. I'll just uh, read a paragraph here from a publication. A huge encampment that may have served as a home to as many as a dozen people at a time throughout the summer has finally been cleaned up. St. Catharines Municipal Works Director Daryl Smith said more than 17 truckloads of debris were hauled away from the encampment near Yates Street on Monday morning. This is just this Monday morning. And he expected several more loads would be required. This will take a while to get cleaned up. It was a very large camp, Mr. Smith said.
That's right at the Burgoyne Bridge. That's Yates right there. Yeah. So uh, Yates runs down um, all along the Welland River, right, right down to the uh, so I wonder, almost it, to the old GM site there. Do you think it was more? I think it was more toward the, the other end. I don't think it was like right where the, at, where the old hospital was. Yeah, down that way. Okay. I think so. Um, but uh, one wonders. Not the fact that we want homeless camps all over the place. I mean, I get it, and and there's the no, you know, there's the there's the NIMBY thing. Not in my backyard, and uh, and that's a very that's a very wealthy uh, upscale neighborhood along Yates Street as well. So I can see the residents not being uh, terribly enamored with having that sort of camp, for the lack of a better word, uh, kind of in their neighborhood. So I get that. Uh, I guess my question, though, is where do these people go now? They they haven't all of a. I don't think they've all been moved to homes, have they? I, I doubt if they've been moved to motel or hotel rooms or something. Um, I don't know. I'm just guessing that that hasn't happened. I, I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't suppose because uh, that's not right. If you don't know, don't say anything. So, but I I do wonder where they are. I don't know. And um, I don't know. I, I, when the issue gets brought up, Lee, I think a lot of times people try and suggest that this is the answer or this is the answer. It's mm. A, B, or C. And the reality is I think you could you could do a letter of the alphabet A to Z. And yeah. all of them in conjunction um, would lead us down the road towards a solution. It's yeah, it's no silver bullet. No. Uh, and it's a it's a true. It's a true conundrum wrapped up in an enigma, as they say. Uh they say it better than I just said it, but <laughs> uh, because there are so many stories, all of the stories of these people are different. Uh, yes, there's mental illness involved in many cases, but it's not just that. There are, uh, I mean, there there are young people and and spouses that are escaping abuse and uh, and life and and, uh, and lives that they could not tolerate any longer. There's all sorts, all sorts of stories. And, uh, and I just, uh, and some of them don't want to be anywhere but where they are. It would say, we need to find homes for these people. We need to find rooms. We need to find shelter. Well, there is an element uh, of, of that population that, that doesn't want that situation. So it's a multi-headed monster that, uh, I, I feel I feel a lot of uh, sympathy or empathy for people that are on uh, on committees in uh, in governments that are trying to solve that problem, because it's uh, boy to go to your point it's it's a deep one, really and deep one. Doing nothing is not the solution. So no. we must do something. So I'm I'm glad that there are people that dedicate their lives personally and professionally to try and at least move us towards a better society. But I. I don't know that we'll ever have a homeless rate of zero. I, I don't know that we ever will. No, I don't see that happening. But when you when you just move something, it moves someplace else. If if that was your only motivation is to move it, okay, it's going to be in some other location, and you'll be faced with exactly the same dynamics again. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping, and, and I hope if, if there's somebody watching this right now that is aware of what happened to these folks, leave us a comment or, or, by, or better still, call us and let us, let us know 
Because I have no idea. I confess, I have no idea. Any, any guess of mine would be merely conjecture, and it would only be a guess. But I would hope that there was some sort of relocation plan that wasn't just moving the problem around. Now, uh, I hope. Leo, I'll throw you a lifeline here and just remind <laughs> people that if you do want to come on the program, the link is in the description, okay? It'll bring you into a Zoom room, and that's where Gail was, that's where Jordan was, Pam Sharp from uh, Project Share in Niagara Falls is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes right. time. She'll be uh, telling us all about what's going on, how they've dealt with the pandemic, whether the, um, whether the demand has increased or whether it's fallen off and uh, donations as well and, and what they've been doing to solicit donations from the community. So we'll be talking it, about that in about 15 minutes. Okay, look forward to uh, having Pam on. Was it your impression that I needed a lifeline there? Well, no, not necessarily, but uh, we, were, we were tiptoeing around a very sensitive topic and trying to make sure that we didn't say anything insensitive. That's correct. I, and I, I, was, I, was, I was only uh, kidding you. Uh, here's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, here's something that is not at all related to Niagara, it's, uh, except that it's something that's related to the entire planet. Uh, you may remember the name of Mark David Chapman. Well, it was about 40 years ago that he killed uh, a beloved, well-known musician uh, and celebrity by the name of John Lennon. And he was just, um, he meaning Mark David Chapman, was just up at another parole hearing. He has been up for many in the years that he has been in prison for the murder of John Lennon. And uh, I didn't see that this really made the news very much, but this past Monday, I believe it was, he came up in front of another parole hearing board to plead his case. Um, Mark David Chapman, uh, kind of a nerdy 25-year-old Beatles fan, by the way, uh, on December the 9th, 1980, put four bullets into John Lennon as his wife watched outside New York's famous uh, Dakota apartment complex. Uh, so he has admitted that he committed a stupid crime and doesn't know why, etc. It was just a really bizarre hearing that he went in, um, went, went, went through. Chapman believes he should have been put to death in the electric chair. Uh, he used words for his crime like despicable, uh, creepy, and uh, he said, I just want to reiterate that I'm sorry for my crime. I have no excuse. This was for self-glory, he told the parole board. I think it's the worst crime there, that there could be to do something to someone that's innocent. He was extremely famous. I didn't kill him because of his character or the kind of man he was. He only killed him because he was famous, and therefore he thought it would make him famous too. And uh, by the way, his parole was denied. He will, uh, he will, as most people believe, die in prison, which is as it should be, in my humble opinion. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, remember, just, the, uh, remember the date? A lot of people that one sticks with them. Was it? Yeah, December the ninth, nineteen eighty. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you probably already said that. I did. Yeah. Same thing as Elvis uh, dying in uh, various... July 16th, 77? Sorry, August 16th, 77. 77, yeah. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yep. That, that uh, sticks with me even though I was a couple months old at the time. I was on the air at a local radio station when that happened. Here right. in Niagara, yeah. How'd yeah. you handle that? How'd the news come down? Like, ticker tape? 
down the wire? Uh, it was um, it was stunning. Uh, everybody was stunned. It was uh, akin to the assassination of John F. Kennedy or John Lennon uh, being shot, etc. It was disbelief at first. We thought it was, to use a, a modern phrase, fake news. So we were very careful about uh, announcing things like that. Those were the days when you needed three or four different sources before you put something on the air. That apparently is not the case anymore. <laughs> All you need to do is read something on a bathroom wall. Yeah, yeah. And hey, sure, this is... This so is while, we're, while we're waiting, there was another story uh, that uh, came up that was just kind of interesting. The Rolling Stone magazine, probably the Bible of rock and roll music and musicians and rock music fans... Uh, over the many, many decades it has operated, has revamped its top 500 uh, greatest albums list. Uh, and that, that uh, headline kind of gives you the idea that it was one of the Rolling Stones. No, it's not. It's the magazine. Rolling Stone magazine places Marvin Gaye at the top of its new, less rock-heavy list of the best albums ever. So it's a brand new list. You can check it out. Just Google it and you can... Uh, you can check it out, but the, there were some interesting changes. They've expanded their horizons a little bit, and uh, it, was, uh, it was kind of funny. I mean, Marvin Gaye now sitting up there. Uh, at the, the one that it replaced, by the way, we were speaking of the Beatles earlier, that has been there for ages, was the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And that has been sitting at the number one spot for a long, long time. Marvin Gaye's album, What's Going On, is now at the top. What's your favorite? Kevin, I, you know, I, I almost get tired of uh, playing these games because there was a lot of this happened during COVID-19 on uh, on social media. Top 10 uh, vacation spots, top 10 albums, top 10 whatever, you know, uh, pictures. Uh, post a, what, that, there was one that went around that was pretty interesting. Uh, we want to see an album cover a day. No title, no background or anything, and see if people know what the album cover was. So that well, was that's one. Let me turn the tables on you, Lee. For you, what is what is your favorite album of all time? You know, um, I could pick I could pick one and then uh, something it, from your youth, like Beethoven or Tchaikovsky. <laughs> okay, all right. That's the uh, that's that's the age crack. <laughs> that's where it. we're going. Yeah, that's where we're going with this show. Okay. Um, as a matter of <laughs> as a matter as a matter of fact, um, I would have to say one of the albums that I played the most, and I was never an early Beatles fan, but even as I listen to it now, the 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 structure of the album, the way it's put together, the variety of songs, uh, just. You know, they say if you could take one album to the, you know, to a desert island and play it over and over again, I, I, it would have to be. I think it would have to be Abbey Road by the, by by the Beatles in 1969. I think it was or 70. Um, I was never a fan of the early Beatles. I thought they were wimpy. I was a Rolling Stones fan. Uh, most of my tastes lent to uh, classic rock. Uh, Zeppelin, Steppenwolf, Cream, those guys, you know, I was a kid in, uh, in those days. But there's something about the structure of the album that uh, always stayed with me in that one. So, you? Me? I'm uh, just pulling up uh, Abbey Road because, you know, nobody knows what this album cover looks I like. Know. So I know. I feel so cheesy picking that album. It's like, oh, well, that's a cop-out. <laughs> Everybody likes Abbey Road. That's a cop-out. And, and you're probably right. It probably is a cop So this would be a generational thing uh, and also, you know, musical tastes. For me, it would either be... Um, Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, 
really like Houses of the Holy from a rock vein. But I'd have to say number one is probably um, Beastie Boys, So What You Want. <laughs> okay. I used one of their... I used one of their uh, songs as a background for a radio show once. I think it was uh, Electric Worm or something like that they did. Yeah, they did a whole instrumental album. Yeah. All their albums had some instrumentals. Really, really talented. Yeah, really funky, really groovy. Yeah, yeah. Would be great backgrounds. They, uh, they were a bunch of talented guys. And yeah, you get into things like Led Zeppelin. Like I thought, uh, I thought Led Zeppelin IV was a masterpiece. Uh, an unsung... An unsung uh, famous band, I mentioned Steppenwolf earlier, John Kay and that band in, uh, in the late 60s for the, I don't know, three years or something that they were together, um, turned out some incredibly powerful songs. Everybody remembers Born to be Wild Magic Carpet Ride. Yeah, and they're, and they're good. They're okay for, its, for, their, for their day, but there's some other really, really powerful music that they did. Uh, if, you, if you're able, ever able to grab one of their greatest hits, uh, CDs or albums or iPods or whatever the heck it is. Um, Canadian band, uh, and I saw John Kay actually at the casino, I think it was uh, a couple of years ago. And he was very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, anyway, the, we're reminiscing. What are we, uh, do we have Pam yet? Yeah, Pam's uh, awesome. in our green room, so let's bring Pam on. She's the interim executive director of Project Share in, in Niagara Falls. So, uh, Leah, we'll let you say hello to, uh, to Pam. Hi, Pam, how are we today? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you very much. You are uh, resplendent in your pink outfit today. You bring some color. Oh, thank you. It's a bright, sunny day. I had to match it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, Project Share has, uh, I'm sure, been going through what similar organizations have been over the last number of months. It's been a, a different year for you, I'm sure, than years gone by, right? Absolutely. I mean, this pandemic has kind of turned everyone uh, upside down, our, our worlds, and uh, the way that we are operating here is drastically different than pre-pandemic times, but we're very proud to say that we've never closed our doors and we've made sure that we are continuing to serve our neighbours and need um, in a safe way. How has it changed the, the daily working lives of you and your staff? So we have some um, physical challenges with the layout of the building here to ensure uh, physical distancing when we have large volumes of people coming in the building. So um, since the pandemic started, we've changed our client distribution uh, for emergency food to they're coming to our front door to do registration. Um, but instead of coming in the building and going through our food room and picking out their food uh, for their families, they're good. then from the front door, they're going to our back warehouse store where they're going to pick up a pre-packaged amount of food uh, from an outdoor tent that we have installed due to this pandemic right. so that that way we can safely do the social distancing. So even though they're not able to come through and, and choose though, we've been fortunate that we've been able to provide uh, even actually a little bit more food than uh, what we normally do because of some of the support we've received from various community partners and um, some government grant programs and things like that. So uh, while it looks different, we're still providing a, a high level of client service. That's wonderful. And we have uh, limited the amount of volunteers in the building as well, unfortunately, right. just because of the, the physical distancing concerns. So. Uh, our staff were kind of all hands on deck at the beginning of this pandemic. So some of us who are normally in an office job, uh, we're in the warehouse doing food distribution. 
Uh, we've started to bring back a few volunteers now that, uh, you know, the regional face covering bylaw is in effect and we understand a little bit more about what we need to do to keep one another safe, but we're still limiting the number of people in the building. Has your clientele volume increased over the last number of months? We've seen some new clients, but I think it really hasn't hit us just yet. I mean, uh, there has been some things that have kind of stalled that for us. So there's been some uh, wonderful free grocery giveaways that have happened in the Niagara Falls community and across the Niagara region, in fact, that have helped to alleviate some of the additional uh, stresses that families are facing because of the pandemic. And then of course the serve benefit as well has kind of um, stalled that for us because people have been able to purchase their own uh, emergency food. But uh, we're starting to see a spike in clients. Mm -hmm. um, we are resuming our emergency utility assistance program uh, resumed at the beginning of September because uh, the disconnections resumed. So of course then that program had to resume. So and we're seeing more families coming to us for that service and we forecast that these coming months as people transition from the CERB to EI, uh, some people will fall uh, beneath or between, I guess, those two programs yeah. and, and won't qualify for EI, and we'll start to see some more new families coming to us. Uh, in fact, I just heard from uh, one of our warehouse staff last week that we had a, a client coming to us for the first time that said to them when they were picking up their food, you know, I used to donate to Project Share. I never thought that I would have to come here for food. And um, so I think that that's going to become a more common thing for us, unfortunately, as we head into the fall and winter months. Um, you mentioned heading into the winter months, and that's kind of where I was going um, next. Obviously, when we get uh, in and around uh, the cooler weather, people's minds uh, start turning to Christmas seasons, et cetera, et cetera. And you mentioned, again, some of the benefit programs uh, might be ending. So I'm assuming that you would love to stock up as soon as possible. What, what can, how can we help you the most? What do you need the most? Uh, how do we do it? Um, fill us in. Well, Christmas program we're already planning for here because, of course, that is our largest program and a time where we see a high volume of clients and typically see a lot of community support as well. Um, so we're talking right now about, you know, our Stuff the Bus campaign and if that needs to be solely virtual this year. Uh, of course, we have our BCM Insurance Good News Breakfast, which is typically our largest event that happens uh, in early December. But we're looking at that right now and, and talking about a virtual component as well. But um, we will be doing distribution for our Christmas program off-site this year. Uh, we utilized a partnership with St. Andrews United Church last month for our back-to-school program, where we had a larger space that was more accessible that we could distribute to clients. And, and it worked really well. We helped over 400 children through our back to school program there last month. So we're going to be doing our Christmas program there as well. Uh, we're launching an online registration for our clients and donors to uh, sign up through our website to try to limit the number of people. We had a little bit of a freeze there, Kevin. Oh, here we go. Let's see what we're having back. to come to the building to, to do. I'm really encouraging. Sorry, did you lose me there? No, yeah, we we just had a we just had a little uh, Wi-Fi uh, freeze up or something. So just the last part of what you were talking about doing the uh, doing the virtual um, uh, uh, thing and uh, and and how to get a hold of you and see all of your information online. Sure. Yeah, if you go to projectshare.ca, 
The online client registration form, which is new this year, will be live in October. So families, if they need assistance through our Christmas program, they can go online and, and sign up for that. And donors as well. We have a, a large Adopt-A-Family or Sponsor-A-Family program that a lot of our donors uh, participate in every year to help uh, support families that need that assistance. And that will be online as well. And we're encouraging donations of gift cards as much as possible to help reduce the contact, um, you know, from one donor to a project share staff member to right. distributing to a client. So we're really trying to uh, encourage those gift cards as much as we possibly can. And then these families can continue to shop for uh, their children and, and pick out what they think would be most appropriate. That's a great idea. The gift card idea is uh, just a, a super idea because having been through your facility, it is, uh, you do uh, pack a lot of uh, product into that into that building so I can see that being a challenge for you we do in fact uh, we've got additional warehouse space um, within the, the complex that we're in that we're renting and we've sourced a, an inclined donation of some warehouse space as well uh, during the pandemic uh, just to help us store some of the donations so uh, typically at Christmas time you know all of our offices end up lined with the, the baskets that are going out to families so we're really trying to make use of the, the space at St. Andrews United Church this year and really just encouraging those gift card donations as much as possible. Pam Sharp Project Share in Niagara Falls, thank you so much for joining us uh, and uh, thank you also for the great work that you and your staff uh, does. I'm not sure what our communities uh, would be without people like yourself. So thanks for being here. Keep us posted on if you, uh, anything you need, okay? Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye, take care. Um, Gail's Gas Bars Limited, by the way. Uh, is a big supporter of Project Share and they are a big supporter of this program as well so I thought I would take this opportunity to thank them again for sponsoring the 411. Also uh, Nick at Niagara 411, a great partnership there. Kevin Jack, Brandon Schramm of WeStream uh, Niagara that powers this program. Always a pleasure to work with uh, with you folks on uh, on this new sort of uh, dreamlike endeavor here uh, in Niagara and of course Dave McPerrion and his staff that put up with us here at uh, Fiddler's Poor House. It's uh, so beautiful to sit here in your open air window. Now today we feel a little bit lonely compared to last week because uh, Fiddler's doesn't open until 3. Uh, so keep that in mind. It's uh, 3 to 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. every day. Uh, so come on and enjoy their great fare and refreshments and the patio out back as well, which is kind of kind of neat out there but uh, last week we were here on Thursday at 7 p.m. and it was uh, it was jumping and uh, it was nice to have uh, people roaming around and in and out and working with the staff etc so we will be back on Thursdays at 7 p.m. starting next week we had to take a detour this week for a few reasons but uh, here we are and uh, we'll be happy to be back Thursdays at 7 p.m. so uh, I know it, you don't often make a date with social media but uh, if you would like to we'd appreciate it want to thank uh, Jordan James for checking in with the program today a young man that's in his third year at Niagara College in the media studies program does a YouTube channel etc and uh, one day I'm sure will be a star and uh, he got in touch with Kevin after the program last week and said hey I'd like to be a contributor to the show and uh, pop in and um, like we invite every so uh, so our answer to that is always hey you want to pop in pop in uh, you don't really need an invitation 
you know, all you have to do is uh, click on when you're watching the feed click on the link it'll take you to the the zoom room and we'll get you sorted out or if you have zoom on your device be it a, a laptop or your cell phone 905-411-0411 is the number to call and once again you'll be directed right into our zoom green room and then kevin transfers you to our online system here at uh, fiddler so uh anytime at all check in it's lovely to have the comments uh, underneath the show as well. Uh, if that's the uh, only way you can get involved with the show, by all means uh, do so. Comment on our post and on our feed the way you would any f uh, Facebook post. And uh, But uh, beyond that, if you have time and the inclination, by all means pop in uh, and join us on the program. Also, again, uh, to Pam Sharp from uh, Project Share, always nice to have you here. And Gail Hanlon, also, uh, she wasn't planned today, but it's also a pleasure to see her on the program talking about uh, um, homeschooling or out-of-school schooling, if you will, for lack of a better term. But uh, her announcement today, just to remind you, that uh, she, as publisher of the Coffee News, uh, has started republishing in paper form in uh, businesses around uh, Niagara. So uh, the Coffee News is back. One thing she did ask, though, is if you have a copy of the Coffee News, take it with you so that everyone that comes into whatever establishment you were in uh, gets a fresh copy and uh, there aren't multiple handlers. I mean, those are things that we always try to try to control with this silliness that we're going through with the whole COVID thing. And I use silliness in a, in a non-silly way, by the way. So that was, uh, that was good to have uh, her check in here. And uh, Kevin, it's already started. Uh, I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but I wanted to squeeze this in uh, before 1.30. Uh, I may start an online petition, though, like what is that, petitions.org or whatever the heck that, that thing is, to ban pub, uh, pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, if, if there's one more product that comes out as a pumpkin spice, I think I'm going to... I have nothing against pumpkins. I have nothing against spice. But putting these two things together over the last couple of years, it, it has reached almost pandemic form. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I frankly am tired of it. That's just me. Pumpkin spice be gone with ye. Uh, so anyway. So that's the, uh, that's the hill you're going to die on, Lee? Could be. <laughs> I know there are a lot of pumpkin spice. <laughs> I, saw, I saw another, uh, I don't know whether it was Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, whatever it was. Uh, but now they've got a pumpkin spice. Now, maybe they had this before. I don't know. I'm not up on my pumpkin spice so much. But this looked like it, they were advertising a new product. It looked like peanut butter, only it was pumpkin butter. I think they called it pumpkin butter. But, of course, it's pumpkin spice butter. And uh, it's uh, we've just taken this way too far. I realize this is tongue-in-cheek, but nevertheless. Now, Lee, I know we're aiming to kind of wrap here at 1.30, but right. we also did say that we wanted to play some of the Center Stage Saturday night. So yeah. we've got Jonesy probably about three or four minutes we of can them. Call it, we, can, we can call it a day right now. I'm, I'm, I think, we, uh, I think we did our due diligence uh, today, so don't forget Thursday, 7 p.m., live stream niagara you want to get in touch with us go to live stream niagara and uh, all the contact info is there you can just send us a text note or uh, or a comment on the page and uh, we will get in touch with you it's that simple live stream niagara the place uh, and again gales fiddlers uh niagara 411 we stream thank you my name is lee Sterry. have yourselves a fabulous weekend and uh, enjoy
going to do a song now that's it's still on the charts. I think it's number one, so it's the song of the summer. That's right, Cardi B, WAP, it's going to do it. <laughs> We're going to play it three times in a row. My kids love this one, so this is the Gavin Kelly. On a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries In that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Bring me in Bring me out I don't know If I could ever go I also want to give a shout out to all the bands that participated today and, and the bands next week, The Riot, um, all the other bands. Sorry, uh, the names are escaping me right now, but fantastic entertainment. Great entertainment next week as well with the Mandevilles and a bunch more. So make sure you tune in. Here's some Imagine Dragons. 